Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, we are live. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. <laughs> Listen, y'all are listening to the Double Dose podcast where you get your double dose of life, culture, and faith-based conversations. From your new twin cousins. We are one set of twins with two different perspectives. Y'all, we are truly excited for today. Look, we was backstage cutting up a little bit. And look, I am just more than excited <laughs> to have none other than Pastor Mike Jr. What up, Pastor Mike? What's hey. up, man? I'm excited. I'm the triplet. I'm the triplet. You Let's are. get this triple dose. Come on. <laughs> it's the triple dose podcast today then Listen. <laughs> we love it we certainly appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a conversation with us and like we said backstage we bring in the holy ghost to revolt so <laughs> we know, all I'm in excited. today i'm excited to be here man it blessed me i've been doing interviews all day and when we got ready to go live, you said, hey, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I said, oh, do, do, I, felt, <laughs> I felt something right there. Man. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. So for those of you, for those who may not have been introduced to your ministry, how would you describe Pastor Mike? Who is Pastor Mike? Well, first off, I'm so honored and excited to be here. Thank y'all for taking the time to allow me to come on your um, platform and your podcast. It means the world to me. I tell everybody, Pastor Mike Jr. is the sweet mix of soul and science. Seminary trained, but street savvy. From the hood, but got a lot of God in them. You know, I tell everybody, man, what you see is what you get. I try my best to be real, relatable, sometimes raw, but more importantly, relevant. And I tell everybody, man, I'm a part of a genre of music, gospel music. I say this all the time. Gospel music is the only genre of music where the message plus the melody equals a miracle. You know, mm, the message wow. plus the melody equals a miracle. So when you meet Pastor Mike Jr., you're going to get great music. You're going to get great inspiration, quotes, messages. But more importantly, maybe a different perspective of your pain. And I think that's mm -hmm. so important because we live in a context and in a culture where everybody's trying to tell you how to get to another level but they're not telling you how to survive on the level that you're on. You're mm. made to feel like a loser if you're progressing. Grandmama said it, weeping man do it for the night, but joy comes in the morning, but they never oh, stop to yeah. tell us how the heck to handle the night. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I try my best to do is give you perspective on your pain and it helps you have a clear path to your joy. Listen. Out the gate, out the gate. Out the gate. <laughs> Listen, okay, my next question. Is this just something that you do? Because in 2022, we went to the Stellars. And when you went up there to accept your award, you not only accepted the award, but you gave like a five-minute sermonette and had the whole room on their feet. So, like, do you just walk around rooms dropping gems and sprinkling the Holy Ghost everywhere? It's just who I am. I tell everybody, man, life to me is a message. I um. I was joking this morning. My son is on the spectrum of uh, autism. He has Asperger's syndrome. Uh, so for me, I feel like I had Asperger's, but back in the day, they just either pray it out of you or beat it out of you. Yes. So for me, man, I tell everybody, every, I see messages in everything that we have, you know? And mm -hmm. so for me, if you hang around me long enough, you're going to leave inspired. So uh, if I start preaching, just pray for me. It's just who I am, man. I mean. I love that. <laughs> love that. Right. Awesome. <laughs> 
Well, we're definitely excited to have you here again out the gate. Um, so Pastor Mike, you've had some amazing accolades, including Artist of the Year. You have an interesting, or some may not know that you haven't, what, but God, I see you pointing. Mm-hmm. I see you pointing. <laughs> you about to get us started. Um, but some may not know that you have uh, roots in different areas. And Shauna's going to jump in and tell us a little bit about those other roots. Yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. No, so so basically uh, what I was reading in your background is that like there's a significant history of like the civil rights era being yep. uh, significantly involved in your family. And so a lot of people might not know that. So I'm wondering if you can expound on that a bit. Yeah, so my grandfather's Bishop Calvin Woods. He was the last person to see Dr. King alive in Birmingham. Uh, Dr. King would come to Birmingham, Alabama and wouldn't move until my grandfather picked him up. You know, so if you come to Birmingham and you go into the Civil Rights Institute, all the auditoriums are named after my grand, my granddad. The street is wow. named after my great grand, my great uncle. So there's a strong civil rights heritage. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, the place of reconciliation and change. You know, so I tell everybody, I stand on the shoulders of giants, man. Uh, I really believe that what God is doing in this season, uh, there are people who need to be free, and He's using people like you guys to take a different route. I was telling someone yesterday, uh, we may not put 5,000 people in the street in March, but through your podcast, you're putting 5,000 people in a virtual space and, and helping them come alive mm-hmm. in an in area that sometimes we don't get light. So yeah, I have a strong civil rights uh, heritage, man. Growing, Believe it or not, I wanted, to, I wanted to be the youngest president of the NAACP growing up. That was my goal, to be the youngest president of the NAACP. So yep, I have a strong background in civil rights. That's amazing. So I wonder, like, how did seeing your grandfather and, you know, your family's roots in civil rights, how did that kind of lead you to this trajectory of being a a pastor? It's all we know. Like I tell everybody, I didn't have the privilege of growing up outside on the block. That wasn't my testimony. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in revival every other week. I was at Four Sunday Fellowship. I was at the National Baptist Convention. I was a church baby. You know how that is. You had church so long that you eating all the communion crackers after church. And drinking the juice. I had 75 (laughs) communions, you know. So uh, for me, man, seeing the impact that God has made on my family's life and seeing the impact they made on people, I've always been gravitated and felt called to it, man. So at five and six years old, I'm singing and preaching and doing everything that you see me doing now, man. So that was kind of all I knew and all I ever fell in love with. I told them I told the story earlier today. I pledged Cap Alpha Psi in college. Right. So my freshman year, I pledged KSI. Uh, I'm the pole mark of the president by my sophomore year. I would be in the club on Thursday night, wide open. <laughs> and Friday morning, I'm on the first thing smoking to be at church Sunday. So it's like, yo, even, you sound like us. <laughs> even I, I'm in the club. Ooh, ooh. And look at the clock. Hey, we gotta go. We gotta go. I'm in church. Come on, Lord, you are good and you're <laughs> You know. So again, it's just I believe all of us had that season where we kind of had to find ourselves. Yes. But if we look back over our life, our relationship with God was still present. We were just in somewhat of a revolt or a rebel season. I love it. I love it. And look, you sound like us, how we grew up, because we went to <laughs> Delaware State University. We pledged Alpha <laughs> Kappa Alpha. So, okay. yes, you seen us at the at the parties with our pinkies up. But on Fridays, we would catch that Greyhound back to Bear, Delaware. Yes, to be in church on Sunday because <laughs> we had to sing praise and worship. Hey, you already know. You already know. And all, and the crazy part was, if you look back over your life, as crazy as we were, 
our frat brothers and sorority sisters still understood the oil that was on our life. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the crazy part. We would be wild, crazy, and they were like, pray for me real quick. Yes. yes. <laughs> to this day. To this day. To this day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Pastor Mike, um, tell us a little bit about, like, how you keep your swag, of course, um, but, you know, you got the oil, you saved, sanctified, but, you know, you still swaggy. Yeah, I think that's important, man. I tell everybody um, who you are shouldn't diminish when you get saved. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I tell everybody, man, uh, we know Saul in the Bible. He's doing what he thought was the right thing. He's persecuting Christians. He gets saved and he he goes just as hard saving lives as he was killing lives. Yeah. So for me, man, I believe, especially in this day and age, uh, you should model what a Christian looks like. And that you can be saved and paid, saucy and righteous. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what God is calling us to. Most people don't know this. I, uh, when God gave me big, I thought I would write it. And I was inboxing it to so many people saying, hey, I got a song called Big. Maybe you should record it because I was a pastor at the time and I was 290 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I was looking for somebody else to sing the music. And I never forget. I'm at a Travis Green concert. He calls me on stage. I pray. I start singing. <clears throat> and instantly I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm calling you to do this. Wow. And the first thing I did was I went home and we put together a plan and we started working and we dropped about 70, 80 pounds. Like, okay, so what's next? Because I wanted my look to be different. You know, I wanted to do contemporary music. I wanted the look to be saucy. I want them to see the chain, see the necklaces, see, see that you can be saved and still be a part of what I would call a fly culture. You know what I'm saying? That's what you guys are right now. Here you are on revolt, bringing the Holy Spirit and look just as good as everybody else doing it. And I think that's what's important right now, man. Um, the Bible says, be all things to all people. And what I want to do right now is kind of model this new wave that now we got the Holy Spirit. We still speak in tongues. We still yeah. feel, but we still saucy too now. Don't get right. it twisted now, <laughs> man. Hey, don't get it twisted. So I, I believe we can do both. For sure, for sure. I think that's one of our, um, I guess, like the the gifts that we have, like our ability to show up authentically. I know yeah. people like reach out to us all the time and say, you know, it's great to see that you guys like live this lifestyle. But all everybody loves McDonald's fries, so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Also. You know, you, yeah. you have the look like you're you look like us, basically. Yeah, um, because holiness doesn't necessarily like you don't got to wear a jean skirt to your ankles to be holy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. For years, they wore white suits, but had black hearts for years. For years, they had white, white suits and black hearts. For years, five men stood on the front of the stage and did what we call devotion. Then would be smoking out by the tree right afterwards. Come so on. Discover that holiness is not about what's on you. It's about what's in you. Come on. Yeah. What I'm telling people now is you come to my church in Birmingham, Alabama, Rock City Church, you're going to see hundreds of young brothers with fitted hats on in church. And I had to make it very clear. I don't care what's on their head. I'm concerned what's in their heart. Yeah. And I think if we can get over what somebody looks like, think about this. It's only in the church where you get penalized for looking good. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, think about that. If you look like something, they tell you, no, tone that down. No, be who yeah. you are. I need the world to see that God is a good God. Think about this. We've been telling people God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And then everybody who's saved, car raggedy, everybody who's saved, don't got no makeup. They edge is bad. They Come on. 
They ain't got no clothes, old shoes. Like, no, this generation need to see that God is doing some big things inside of the people who remain consistent and committed. Max, just because you save don't mean you cannot swoop your edges. You can swoop. <laughs> you can swoop and be saved. You can be saved and have Gorilla Glue. I'm telling you, Come man, it's all, it's all possible. Edges and anointed in Jesus' yes. name. Edges right. and anointed. <laughs> I think that's the name of this episode. Edges and anointing. I'm telling you, because again, I believe a lot of times, I believe there are five people you should be around. Number one, the inspired. Number two, the passionate. Number three, I would say the motivated. Number four, the grateful. Number five, the open-minded. And I believe if we're going to impact the culture that is dying, there's an epidemic of disbelief happening right now. You know, especially in the African-American context, you're seeing young people leave the church by the droves. Either they're going to other other religions, they're just giving up on church altogether. Or some of our young and brightest are going to these multicultural churches where they offer more. And as a consequence, you're not seeing what I would call black uh, representation, young black representation in the faith no more. So I think it's, a, it's incumbent upon all of us to remain saucy, to remain swagged out, remain saved, but also show them like you don't have to give up the things that make you authentically you because yeah. you love God. God didn't tell you to come to me and let me change you. He said, come to me just as you are and allow me to work on your heart. Hmm. I wonder, so Pastor Mike, was there ever a time where you felt as though like, you know, you were called to pastor, but you were still struggling with that call because of, you know, your authenticity and how you, you show up. Yeah, I believe um, I believe all of us struggle not with the call, but with acceptance. You, you know what I'm saying? I always knew I was called to be who God called me to be. I just didn't know if they would accept me the way I was. If you go back and watch early videos, think about this. I started my church in 2009. It's 10 of us. I'm 25 years old at the time. By 2010, it's 1,200 of us. By 2011, it's 7,000 people in an arena. I don't know who I am as a man, let alone somebody's pastor at this point. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and look at the video, I had on big knot ties in certain places, sweater vests with glasses with no prescription in them, uh, trying to look older. And, and it was because people told me no one would come to a young person's church. <clears throat> it would just be young kids. No people would come. And it seems like now my, ta my my team told me yesterday, it's like you aging backwards. I was like, what you mean? They said, when we look at your clips now, you look younger now than you did when you was actually young. <laughs> it's because the culture of church and the culture of society had me thinking that I couldn't authentically be me. I went to the hospital to visit somebody not too long ago. And when I got there, they were looking me up and down like, who are you? I was like, I'm Pastor Mike Jr. And they was like, you the pastor? I was like, yeah, I had on my J's and my fitted hat. Like it was, it was Thursday. What you expect me to walk in a full fledged robe? It's 110 degrees. <laughs> I think a lot of times that's what we do. But hear me when I say this, and I'm gonna stop talking. If you go to the hospital and a young person walk in, you're not gonna question them because you're gonna assume because they're in that position, they did the due diligence in the process. But it's only in the body of Christ that we question people who don't fit a model that was 40 years ago. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> yep. I wonder, wow. do you think, Pastor Mike, do you think that that's more so like a like a us thing, like in, in the church that's predominantly black where we're mm -hmm. you know, 
hyper focused on the outer appearance or have you seen that like multiculturally as well? I think it's us. I think it's predominantly us. I see it on both sides, but I think it's also predominantly us. Keep in mind the African-American context. The church was the only place where a black man or a black woman was anybody. Yes. Think about it. Back in the day when you walked out on the street, you were a boy. When you went to church, you were a chairman. Mm -hmm. So what happened was we put this uber focus on looking like something in the church because that was the only place where we had any value. Mm -hmm. so I think some of those same traditions still linger on today. I 100% yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so when thinking about, you know, how you show authentically, um, it's definitely working for you yeah, because of course, you. like the church is flourishing and, before I even knew who Pastor Mike was, I knew your music because yeah. you went viral on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like TikTok and like social media trends, that like that's an arena that a lot of gospel artists um, haven't been able to to master it yet. Yeah. So yeah. I want like what's what's the secret sauce for you? Like how have you been able to make that happen? I try my best to make life music. You know what I'm saying? Even when you look at songs like Winning, which they told me today got a couple million uses on on tiktok and i was like what that's like yeah but even when i write i try my best to write in a way that i view people enjoying it and you got to think about it you have church music and you have life music you know yeah. for for a long time church music was held hostage to sunday morning you know but then you get a james fortune you get a uh a kurt franklin who started creating what i call life music <clears throat> you know that's things i can sing in my car things that i could listen to when i got the promotion and that's what I tried to create, man. Right now, the biggest song on TikTok is a gospel song by Zacardi Cortez, Zacardi Cortez, and Do It For Me. So I think what's happening now is we live in a culture where inspira if inspiration was ever going to be used, I believe it's right now. Yeah. Because people are going through some difficult, arduous times. They don't know how they're going to pay bills. Don't know how they're going to pay for tuition. Uh, the relationship they in driving them crazy. They got a good picture saying, hey, I'm doing all right. But at home, they're stressing about a man, stressing about a woman. Uh, you got millennials and Gen Zers who are pregnant with vision, but sometimes it's aborted by lack. Million dollar dream on a hundred dollar budget. I'm mm -hmm. trying. My, I'm I'm killing the game on a frontal standpoint to where I got my podcast. Everybody knows it, but sometimes the dollars don't match all that I'm doing. So I'm having to to put in all this effort and energy, and we need inspiration right now. You know what yes. I'm saying? That's what I'm gonna do my best to bring. Music that you can vibe to, music that got a bop to it. Yeah. I, want, I want you to be able to hear the Migos and go to straight to Pastor Mike Jr. And the the vibe don't change, but the oil do. Yes. And if you can do that, we're going to be in good company. I love that. I love that. And shout out to James Fortune. That's our guy. That's our, that's our. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we love him. Um, okay. Uh, along those lines of your music, I would love to hear about like, if there is an inspiring, if there was a story behind, you know, some of your biggest hits or what have you, like, you know, gospel artists, sometimes they have that testimony. Like I was driving down 95 and I just hold the Holy Spirit <laughs> whisper breakthrough. Right. So just tell us about maybe a story that inspired some of your bigger hits. Yeah, I was living under a bridge, man. I was literally <laughs> outdoors, no money, no food, absolutely no clothes, living, living under a bridge. And I heard the song Big Hit. I'm not gonna be dramatic. You know how gospel, all the gospel artists. I was, artists trying not to I was like, hold up, is this is this <laughs> it? Hey, all, all the gospel artists artists be dramatic, don't it? 
My left lung fell to the floor completely out of my body. I picked my lung up, put it in, and was like, this is how I breathe. And that's how, no, man, I, I mean this, man. My story, it, it's a real story. Literally, I was at my church in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and we were in praise and worship. And I literally said, and it's going to be big. And literally, um, I thought it would be a song we would sing at our church. That's all I thought it would be. I was inboxing it to everybody who would listen. Like, hey, I got this song. You can have it. And literally, um, a radio promoter came to my church and fell in love with one of my best ministry workers. They came to my house. She was like, you got to meet my pastor. And I invited them to the house. We went downstairs. We were supposed to be talking about how to be a better husband. We was watching the Houston Rockets play basketball. Uh, he went to use the restroom, opened the door. He shouldn't have opened. And was like, what you got to Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Studio in there for it. I told him, I said, my counselor told me to find a hobby to help kind of deal with some of the things I deal with. I'm a pastor and everybody always brings me their problems. So he asked me, how do I kind of deal with mine? So I picked up a hobby about four years ago and started recording songs. He said, play me something. I played, I got it. He said, what else you got? I played big. Midway through big, he stopped me. He was like, those two songs are the best songs I've heard in a long time. He said, if you trust me, your life will never be the same. I looked at him and said, well, what you do? He said, have you ever heard of Zaccardi, James Fortune? I said, yeah. He said, I helped get their music played on radio. He said, if you trust me, bro, your life will never be the same. I looked at him and was like, nah, I'm a pastor. Um, right now, that ain't what I'm trying to do. Let's just give it to somebody. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me at that concert and was like, no, it's you. And the rest is history. So when you hear big, <clears throat> when you hear I got it, when you hear impossible, these were songs we were singing at our church. When you hear winning, woke up this morning, I'm these were songs that were in my phone that I would play for my kids. Like I, I can show you guys videos of me at home and the kids would come downstairs and I play and we'd be jumping around singing. And I never really thought the world would be singing these songs, you know, and, and that's the story right there. Like the story isn't, I think one of the greatest mistakes we make in the, in the world is when we read the Bible, we put, we put too much emphasis on the characters. So when we read about David and Goliath, we say things about how incredible David was to kill Goliath. David and Goliath isn't a story about how a man killed the giant. It's a story about how God used a man. Hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego isn't a story about three boys coming out the fiery furnace. It's a story about how God will keep you in fiery situations. And I think a lot of times we take the, we take the God part out of the stories. So even when we talk about our music, we talk about how we were struggling and God gave. No, yeah. it isn't about the song that I wrote. It's about how God was speaking to me in situations that I thought was dire and desperate. And I think that's my story, man. Like the name of the album is Impossible and Impossible is in the song or in the album. It's my story. You know, even connecting with a James Fortune and moving him and his family to, to from Houston to Birmingham, Alabama, and the things we've been able to do and the lives we've been able to save, that's a story of redemption and being impossible. And for me, man, that's the message I want to bring to every person who may not have the money, who may not have the budget. I've been doing all this independent for the last three years, and that's proof. That with no machine behind you, when God got mm -hmm. his hand on you, it ain't yeah. a devil in hell or a devil on earth that can block you. So 
that's my story, man. No, no, I don't. I wish I had the my hair fell out and I didn't have any eyebrows. But God gave me a song. No, it's just living life, and out of nowhere, God just blessed what we were doing. And I look back now, and I'm still tripping over it, man. It's it's still wow. surreal that God did all this right here from Birmingham. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I believe that you genuinely are inspiring uh, this generation and the next generation, especially those who want to pursue gospel artistry yeah. as a career. Um, what advice would you give to them in terms of like how they can move forward and just kind of continue to allow God to use them? I would tell everybody, be it gospel music, mainstream music, uh, writing a book, podcast, whatever you want to do, because it's all art. It's yeah. all expression. You know, my secret sauce, people keep asking me, how are you doing this, bro? In 2009, I clearly heard the Lord speak through my pastor. I heard him say something. And when he said it out his mouth, if I've never felt like it was God talking to me, that was one of them. I've heard God to me clearly two times in my life. The first time I'm at West Alabama on campus at my Kappa party, I'm on the microphone doing our chants. I heard the Lord whisper in my ear, right crowd, wrong place. I left the club that night, went home and was tripping like, God, what are you telling me to do? That morning I woke up and I felt like the Lord told me to quit college. I left college that day, uh, withdrew from college, drove all the way to Birmingham, Alabama. That weekend, uh, the leaders at my dad's church split his church. He didn't have nobody left to do praise and worship. I said, Dad, this is why I think God called me home. And the rest is history. From that day forth, I've been serving God and working in ministry. The second time is I heard my pastor say, love God love your family. And in 10 years, the world will come looking for you. That was hard for me because I was like, no, I'm 25. My church is exploding. At this time, TBN is calling me to do stuff. Word Network is calling me to do stuff. Back then, that was like it. That's yeah. all you wanted to do. Right. And he would say, nah, don't do it yet. Stay humble, stay low. In 10 years, the world gonna come looking for you. That was 2009. In 2019, I meet Carrie Douglas. I released big in 2019. That's 10 years. And the, and the rest is history. So if I could tell anybody anything from an artistry, podcast, influencer, coaching, ministry, business, it, it is number one, be sensitive to the voice of God. But number two, build your team and build your following. <clears throat> Think about this. By the time I dropped big, we had almost 50,000 subscribers on our on our um on our church app, we had about 10,000 people in our text blast. I was able to disseminate my music to a to a base. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now I think that's that that subscriber is what? Over 500,000 subscribers on our on our youth on our app. Uh the text blast is through the roof. So at the click of at the drop of a dime, let's say tomorrow when you tell me this is this is live, I'll be able to shoot that link to everybody just like that and be able to communicate with them. So one of the things that I am is I'm very strategic. And I think a lot of people think that the product alone is going to get it done. One of the beautiful things about Sean Combs is he's very strategic. He creates platforms and environments and places for his products to live. He yeah. attached them to a lifestyle. Hey, if you have this, you know, I don't condone drinking and all that. Uh, but if we're going to be spiritual, there's nothing wrong with having a drink. The Bible says, do not become drunk with it. So even when you look at that, he creates, he creates lifestyles. He, hey, wear this. If you cool, wear this. Hey, mm -hmm. here's where the cool people reside. It's revolt. He always does that. And I think a lot of times as creatives, especially Christian creatives, we expect God to do it all. 
Yeah. I'm gonna create the podcast and God gonna blow it up. Like, no, right. you gotta post, you gotta, you gotta be strategic, you gotta understand your algorithm, you gotta understand when is the best time for you to post your content. Right now, all my quotes are scheduled on my Facebook and my Twitter all the way up to November 8th. That's because every I got a platform to where I sit down and every time, don't laugh when I say this. Every time I go to the rest, my restroom office, the entire time I'm in there, I'm putting quotes in my buffer. So right now I got a schedule set up to where every day, all the way up to November 8th, four times a day, Monday through Friday, three times a day on the weekend, my quotes are dropping. I got my templates on over. So that way I can pull it out, put it right there on Instagram. I know when I put stuff on Instagram and my reels, those first nine seconds are important. So I will literally look at a post and be like, no, nah, that took too long. Put the back end here. So I come in, you finna lose your mind. Boom, now go to the meet. That's gonna keep them in there. Put this on the screen, wait for it. When I put wait for it, they're gonna sit there. That's gonna take my stuff up. Hey, no, 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 take that out. Uh, Give me that clip right there, put it here. So it's way more than just prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's happening strategy. right now, especially yeah. in our in our community, ain't no strategy attached to it. Right. Ain't no strategy attached. And we talk about adult with twins, you get a double dose, a double dose, a double dose, double dose. And when I think dose, I think antidote. So, so if you're feeling down, get a double dose of boom, hope, double dose of boom. How do we tie that in? How do we post this? How many times a day are we posting? How do we take this clip? I'm gonna talk for 45 minutes within 45 minutes. That's 40 clips. Every minute, boom. Hey, son, son, son. What did, did Master Mike say? What? Boom. Make sure that is right there streaming. So you have to think through all that. And sadly, in this generation, and with a lot of people who were saved because church was, because for years, oh, I might get in trouble for this. For years, church was programmed on making you need your pastor. Hmm. And your church, all the church was needy. Put your money here and God going to do this. Come up here. Let me pray for you. No, you, you anointed enough. Pray for yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, God, there was a woman in the Bible who was uh, sick for 18 years. The Bible says she was bent over. Mm-hmm. Her body was bent and her spirit was, her body was crippled and her spirit was inflicted. God, Jesus looks at her and this is cold blooded. He says, come here. Now, that's enough to tell the whole podcast up because why would Jesus make a woman who's struggling to walk, walk to her? It's because he wants us to understand something called participatory deliverance. There are certain seasons when I'm going to go to you, but then there are certain seasons where you're going to have to do something yourself. And I think what's happening right now, especially in this creative space, everybody's saying, well, I did my part. I created the website. How are we going to know about it? Negro, you're going to have to post and you're going to have to participate in your deliverance. Deliverance needs to come out. You're going to have to participate in what's happening. And a lot of people keep asking, like, where did this dude come from in three years? How did he win Artist of the Year three times? How is he just coming out of nowhere? It's because the genre was lazy. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. 
I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everybody was waiting on God to do it all. No, God gonna bless your plan. Now, there are certain seasons when the favor of God gets on your life and ain't nothing you can do with that. Allah, the things that I've been doing, Allah, a maverick city who God just breathes on them and out of nowhere, no, they couldn't lose if they wanted to in a certain season. So what happens now is what I decided is nobody's going to outwork me, outwork me. So I'm a post. I'm going to understand algorithms. I'm going to cultivate relationships. Like I opened my phone today and it blessed me so much, man, because. On spot, I looked up on Spotify, and the moment you open Spotify, my picture popped up everywhere because I cultivated a relationship with frequency. And I'm learning now that equal now it took my streams to over a million a month now. And I'm like, yo, off one relationship, or I do certain things like you guys. Here's a great idea for you guys when you see certain things happening in the culture, don't wait on them to invite you to it. Mm-hmm. One time, there was a movie coming out on BET. Plus, and I literally went on my Instagram and was like, hey, everybody, do me a favor. This weekend, so-and-so is dropping if you're watching it. And I tagged the movie. The movie shared it. So this August, August 26th, I'll be in my first movie on BT Her. So what's happening a lot of times now is I think people are sitting around and we're not thinking strategically enough. Like, okay, no, we got something that's special. Number one, we twins. Number two, we articulate. Number two, we educated. Number three, we pretty. Number four, we think. So now you put all that on the board and you say, now, what are we missing? All right, so if I don't have the funds to do it, never forget this. Whenever there's a lack, that's an opportunity for creativity. So now I got to say, okay, I ain't got the money to pay for all them ads. So what can I do? I can stop what I'm doing now and start celebrating people. Hey, this is the Double Dose Podcast, and this week we want to celebrate me alone. We want to let you know we're so excited. And what if she shared that? And, and you may do 10 of them, and 10 people ignore you. I'm going to have church, but if one person get it, it'll flip everything, right? So for me, and I done said a whole lot, that's what people missing right now. Like, yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that matrix, it's that, it's yeah. That, it's that it's that ability to not just give birth to something but nurture it think about it like this and i'm gonna stop so y'all can ask me something you don't have to stop right (laughs) we're in a master class right now yes tell me me this this is good if you have a baby and you take it home and you never go back in the room to check on it watch this or you feed that baby once a day what's gonna happen to that baby Yet you do your vision like that daily. Hmm. You don't check on it. You don't steward it. You don't prep it. You don't wash it. You don't clean it. You don't evaluate it. So what I'm realizing now with me, my superpower is going to be working. I'm going to work hard. I've been sitting in this seat since seven something this morning, Dre. My squad been right here with me. I, I'm nothing without them. I, my, I tell everybody the team is everything, man. And what we're doing now is we're cultivating a, a ecosystem, not an ego system. Hmm. Ecosystem is about you. Ecosystem is about how does everybody benefit? I want artists of the year this year. My team right here, I'm gonna show you some. My team right here, there they go. That's Tony. That's Dre over there. Yeah, Dre. Booyah. There go Dre. My team, they won uh they won music video of the year. 
this oh, year. Wow. That is dope. Congrats. So what's happening now is we want to make sure that the wins don't just stop with us. We want to make sure we got fruit. So that's what we're doing. Ooh. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Chanel, do you feel like we was just in a master class? Like, I, I do. Feel I feel motivated. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm staying up and working on my vision. Let's go. Right. I'm telling you, that's what it takes. Look, Pastor Mike then got us together today. Yeah, I, I thought we was just interviewing him, but he gave us a whole marketing strategy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm here for it. We definitely appreciate you and all the gems that you dropped, Pastor yes. Mike. Um, let us know like what's coming up next, how we can support you, more about this movie that's coming up. No, we're excited, man. I'm in a movie entitled For What It's Worth. It's going to be dropping on BET Her in August. This weekend, I need everybody to tune in to the Stella Awards on BET, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by Jonathan McReynolds and Tasha Cobb. Uh, Leonard, it's going to be absolutely incredible. You got myself, Doe, Kiara Shear, Faith City Music. Uh, Dottie Peoples, Bobby Jones being honored. Remember Bobby Jones growing up? Yes. Bobby Jones, uh, Kurt Franklin, and everybody else. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, and also, man, like just continue. We're going to just continue to love people <clears throat> and make yeah. a difference. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're doing something special for all the new teachers in the city of Birmingham at large, the entire Birmingham city school system. Uh, every first year teacher, we're taking care of all their school supplies in the song in a total of $20,000. Uh, so that's going to be cool tomorrow to go to see all the school teachers speak a word over them. So we're going to keep doing what we do. Great music, great messages. I tell it music, ministry, philanthropy, and everything in between. We're going to continue to make a difference. That is, And awesome. that's literally the work of Jesus Christ. Literally. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So we got to make a trip down there to Birmingham, Shonda. For sure. No, I tell you what, we, we just bought a new church and we're in the, pro and we're in the process of renovating it. That weekend we get it open, y'all ought to come down. And we do a podcast from the church. That would be so, 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 Let's, so dope. That would be crazy. it's done. It's that done. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it for real. Live podcast at you know, <laughs> Alabama. It's gonna be lit. Pulling out here. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate your time, Pastor Mike. Yes. It's been real. Chanel, any closing remarks? No closing remarks. I have been so blessed by today. Listen. It's been awesome. Uh, right. Thank you all so much for having me. For sure. For sure. And we definitely going to put all your information in the show notes. So beloved people who are out there watching, make sure that you guys click on the show notes so you can stay in touch with Pastor Mike and everything that he's doing. Oh. <laughs> all right, y'all. See y'all next week. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.